It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by Chad Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Roaring from MusketeerReport.com. And welcome into the College Basketball Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor with Rick Roaring of MusketeerReport.com and Chad Brendel from BearcatJournal.com. Our last podcast until Selection Sunday. There's so much that's going to go on during the week. Uh, from conference tournament wise, that we just it, it would just be no, futile to try to do one yeah, late no in the break. week. So we're sorry for that, but we'll have we'll have multiple ones probably NCAA tournament. Plus, week. no one listened to last Friday's podcast. Correct. See, if you so would if more of you would have listened, we would have like, got to get another one out. Exactly. No one listened. Exactly. So. Make sure you follow the Skinny Podcast account because we are on Twitter because we're going to be that's get, right. uh, putting some stuff up on there. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, as we go through, just instant reaction type stuff. We like instant reaction type stuff. At the Skinny Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the Skinny Podcast. Follow it. Chad Brendel's the uh, administrator for that. I gave it over to Rick. Rick's got oh, Rick's the administrator. Too. Nice. Yeah, it's we like, both do. We're all three. And the worst part is, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But that's Set okay. That up on we, can yeah, yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, we can make we can make that happen. All right, let's uh, let's touch on UC first because they played today. We'll touch on Xavier and uh, some other things here in just a bit. Uh, they go to uh, to UConn and really manhandle them almost from the outset. Um, honestly, if UC shot the ball better from from the, the jump, from three, yeah. they they would have they would have won by forty. I, I I'm a little surprised by the margin and just by the ease of that. To be honest with you, and that's. It's not a knock on. It's just the, the pattern of UC on the road, Chad, and the and the fact that UConn usually does defend well enough to keep them in games at home. It, this was just this, this was a great way to really end the regular season for UC. UC mauled them on the defense or on the offensive, offensive glass. glass. Absolutely, the first eight minutes they had eight offensive rebounds and eight second chance points. I mean, so I they went just, to a seven foot, seven foot, seven foot back line on on defense. Yeah, it was, one it was reminiscent of the crosstown shootout for it a few was. minutes there. Well, I mean, if you're going to admit, like if you're not going to shoot well on the road, guess what? Go get on the glass. Yep, yep. And, and that's exactly what they did. And I mean, that's you know, Amita Brima has maybe developed less than any. Player I can remember in the past ten years. That's a Kevin Ollie shot. If you didn't, yes, know. it is college basketball. I mean, it's not even a shot. Like it's, I almost feel like it's a fact. The kid looked like he was going to be really good as a freshman, yep. and as a senior, he looks like he'd little, be really good yeah, in three years. <laughs> yeah, he does so, one thing, and it's only so, and that's the only thing he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, he'll, well, he'll jump. He literally will jump. If honestly, if I head fake right now, where we're sitting here doing this podcast, he will jump in Connecticut. Think about this. He really yeah, will possibly foul someone. And possibly foul someone. Think about this when they played here. Amita Bryman was on Kyle Washington. Yeah, and he got, what, 27? 27. Yeah. This Killed time, him. they switched him to Gary Clark. Right. Gary Clark goes for 17 and 14. And, that, again, that's why when you look at the block shots, look, it, it is a help to have a shot blocker. Yeah. Everybody wants that guy. doesn't mean you're a great defender. No. I mean, Gary Clark in the first half hit a spin move on him, hit the circle button on him, and Bryma just completely was left right. picking up his jock strap. I mean, it, he was eight feet away from Gary Clark by the time the Gary Clark laid it up and, and put it in. We've talked about UC taking the offense on the road, and I think today we sort of saw what that can be. Even if you're not going to shoot the ball, you said it. Miss shots, go just crush people on the glass. This team is tough enough, good enough to be that type of team. We've seen it multiple times. They play like they did today away from home. I think they're really dangerous in in the postseason. You you want want a shot at Kevin Ollie. That team's too talented with with – Jalen Adams, Rodney Purvis, yeah, uh, Vance Jackson and Christian Vital, and Kenton Facey and Amita Brima and Stephen Enoch. They got size. They've got athleticism. I mean, they, they've got. They got guys that can shoot. They got some. Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, they've got a couple guys. Yeah. That, you know, Purvis is kind of streaky, but when he gets hot, he right. can knock him down. The the coaching job, and, and I've talked to a couple people about this, and they say 
it's shocking to them because that team just has no toughness. And, and you know, you would think that's what made UConn. UConn, UConn. Absolutely, that they, that was a staple. That was an absolute staple of Jim Calhoun's teams. And, and they're soft. It's they, crazy. Cincinnati punched him in the mouth, and they were just like, they were like yeah. And that, I mean, the thing on is, senior day in on Gamble? senior day in your play, yeah, in your place. You're really not fighting for anything other than it's senior day, your yeah. place. Maybe get a nice win to at least go, okay, hey, look, we just played the, the one they, of the two they, best teams in actually, the league. They were playing for something, a bye in the conference well, that's tournament. Point. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. That's exactly right. It was, that, was, that was unreal. But for, for UC, though, I, I think that is a great way to end the regular yeah. season, to hang your hat on that. And when you look back at, at, at this, this season in the, in the league – I mean, honestly, we thought there was a couple of slip-up spots on the road. There was one that got them. But for the most part, I mean, they, they did exactly what I think you had, we had talked about in the, in the preseason podcast, in the pre-league podcast. With this conference's ass. And that's exactly what they did. Look, SMU's terrific. Yep. And they split with each other home and home. They probably play ten times at each other's place. They probably do the same exact thing. Um, and, and really, UCF, I call it a slip-up, and that's not fair because they, they're, a, they're a solid they're a team solid at home. Team, right. yeah. um, but, you know, that, that, and that's it. That's the only blemish. Look, you survived a couple of games, maybe. Maybe you shouldn't have, but you did. And I think it ended up being a really good regular season for you. If I'd have told you guys in November this team was going to go twenty-seven and four and sixteen and two in the American, I would have I would have said fourteen and four in the American and maybe another loss in the non-league and and, and maybe even a loss to X um, of all things. Twenty-four being, and seven, right, right, which still would have been a very good season. But th- this think, was a really really good season. I think we had them over that with, with our. I mean, think you were around six. I think I think around twenty, yeah, twenty-five and six. Yeah, yeah around with. predictions. I can go back and grab that audio. But I yeah, I mean, we I made was. predictions and and we weren't quite this. On this team, but it's been a really fun year to watch UC. They've been an enjoyable team to watch uh, in most games, aside from a few road performances right. that we've talked about where they've struggled offensively. And they've honestly made this podcast a lot more fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, 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 they've I, they've been very impressive. All right, so now we take this into the AAC tournament. Um, let, let's just play this different scenarios. UC doesn't get all the way to the final. I'm not going to tell you they're losing their first game. Let's just say they don't get to the final. What does that do seed-wise? And if they at least make the final, does that does that change it, or do they have to win in order to maybe move up? Well, I just made this point on Local 12 Sports Authority. I don't think that final is going to have any impact on anything because it's at like 3.30 right, on let, Sunday. Let, let's go getting, it's the let's, last let, game. Let's go getting to the final then. Where, what are they, they right now in Bracket Matrix? Are they back up to a four? No, they are the second five second seed five, okay. Bracket Matrix. I think, uh, somebody with, had them as a four. T- sorry, somebody had them as a four. Lenardi has them as, I think as a four, okay. I think. Yeah. Either Lenardi or one, one of the two, one yes. Two. Yeah. Um, I think if they get to the AAC finals, the, if things break their way, they, they end up a four. I don't know that I, – I mean, I, I can't see them fall into a six at this point. No, I mean, the team's, the team's right behind them in the, the last two five spots and the couple top six seeds right now. Notre Dame, Minnesota, SMU, St. Mary's. So I, I agree. And, and, and I don't that, think that, maybe and, Notre Dame can jump yeah, Notre, them. Notre Dame, if they – let's just play that out. If they won the ACC tournament, I think you'd have to move them yeah. up. Does yeah. that mean you move them ahead of UC? I can't tell you that, but I think that moves Well, even up. just a couple big wins maybe in the yeah. ACC tournament yeah. would get, be they, enough they to have move the them up one seed line. But. I, as we're doing this, Minnesota's actually playing uh, tonight on the road, I believe, at Wisconsin. I don't – Give me them. Give me them in a 4-5 Yeah, no, I don't think they win that game, and I don't think they have really great opportunities to move 
move up either. So Notre Dame's the one I think that could, obviously, because you're in the ACC. you got a chance for hell before all said and done. Three really good wins if it, if it shakes itself out the right way. Yeah, right. And then, again, going back to where there's probably just not a lot of movement available for UC, you look at the teams right ahead of them. The bottom two, three seeds right now, Butler, Florida. I don't think UC will jump either of those teams. Um, and then you've got Florida State. Duke, West Virginia, I, Purdue as the four seeds. The so. only thing I would tell you is what, what if Florida goes out very quickly in the SEC tournament? I still don't think UC jumps them. The only thing I'm, I don't think they do either, I'm not, but I'm just going to play the scenario out. I mean, you also have to look at them without um, the wacky name center. Big Bono. Yeah, you got to look at what their record is. I think the committee does and say, all right, it's a different team. They went, just doing this off the time, I had five and four, let's say. Without him, and have fallen a little bit. I, they're one that could. I mean, a the bit. one that, that like that loss to Vandy could. Yes, correct. Coupled with an early SEC exit, could. Yeah, and could I'm just, again, I'm playing. I'm playing bit. this yeah. out that there would be an early exit. If not, if they got to the you know, semis or the finals, I don't think it, it no, does anything for, for them. For goodness sakes. Um, as far as the, as the league tournament goes, though, for UC, is there a team that that, that would scare you on their side before you get to SMU? Yeah, and considering if SMU gets on the other side and gets to the final. I mean, they're looking right now. There was a chance they would have to play. It was looking like UConn and and Tulsa or Tulane, Tulane. but Tulane is whipping Tulsa right now. Yeah. So that would move Tulsa down to the seven. Um, so it would be UC against the winner of Tulane and Tulsa. Correct. No, I mean Houston would be they, the three. But I, I, they they're a better team on it. You give me them on a neutral. Yeah. Or they're a, I mean, the only thing with Houston is they've got two guys. Yes. That if they get hot, if yeah. Rob Gray and, and Damian Dotson are hot, they can shoot themselves into a right. game. Right. Um, no, not, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anybody on that side. If that's how that side does play out. I mean, and even now, and, and I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, you want to avoid UConn. You don't want to play UConn at home. They're just not good. They're not. Chief, they're not. But, but, but you. But you. It's not good. You, but you've seen them do this before, though, where they've they've not, their way. Not not to, not, this, not playing to this degree. Like this. Not to this degree. But it, it's almost like for whatever reason he wakes up come tournament. But time. those the, they had toughness. That's why this team doesn't have that. Like Shabazz Napier just basically yeah, said, he will. "I got this. Yeah. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. I'm taking this team on my back." Yeah. They don't have that on this team. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Right, let's turn our attention but, to Zay. Go real ahead. quick. Yeah. Florida is three and two since Ibanu went down. He went down in the Auburn game. They okay. also won that. So, so again, if I'm going so early, so if you count that, the two losses are at Kentucky at, at Vanderbilt. Vandy. Vanderbilt's a top forty team in Ken Palm. So yeah, and they're that's playing. And they're, and they're playing their at, way into it. I'm, yeah. I'm not telling you. I just again, it's a, it would be a different team, and I'm, I'm also surmising if they have. The, I'm talking like a, literally the first game they play in the SEC tournament if they got bounced. I don't think they would get bounced, but yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see it either way. Okay. I, I don't All think right. Florida drops two seed lines either okay. way. So uh, let's, let's talk Xavier. Um, it, it certainly it looked on Friday when we talked that look they got to beat the Paul at least once, and now it's looking more and more like they got to at least beat the Paul twice. Now is it to the point where they have to win another game on top of that? In your opinion? No, I. I Think, again, it's been avoid a bad loss to DePaul right. that would keep you out of the tournament. And the only thing that's changed is them losing to Marquette made it so that they'll have to play DePaul twice now Correct. in a row. And what I said still stands. Avoiding that bad loss is the key to them sneaking into the tournament, backing their way into the tournament, however you want to say that. And again, nothing to do with Xavier deserving a spot. Nothing to do with Xavier looking like an NCAA tournament team. It all has to do with just look at the resumes that are below right. them. And if well, they don't lose to DePaul, there's really not much of an argument to be made that they're not in. Throw that out with, with some of the teams that are below them right now, if you don't mind, Rick. Because just, just so people – because I think people don't look at that a lot of times. I think they just look at it in the bubble of they suck right now. And I can't tell and you I that agree. they don't. Yeah, I can't I tell agree. you they don't. Um, the first four out right now, Rhode Island – 
Illinois, Kansas State, Illinois California. Didn't help itself, and California didn't help itself. Yeah, I mean, quite honestly, just some embarrassing programs right now. <laughs> programs that have had embarrassing years. Yeah, some embarrassing yeah. years. I would give you that part. Um, I guess the only other th- the only other thing would be if somehow you have a lot of wackiness in leagues. If somebody besides UC or SMU wins the AAC, if somebody besides the three or four teams in in the SEC that are going, somebody else wins it. Um, if somebody uh, if if Georgetown jumps up and wins the big, that, the only thing you can't have happen. Skinny, is, I know. Skinny, don't make me laugh. But, but don't I, make me what laugh. What I'm saying skinny. is, in, in the four, did you just say if Georgetown sneaks up and wins the yeah, Big East? We're going to touch on them here in a second. So give, give me a second. No, we're not. Yeah, yeah we are because um, there's a couple things to discuss there. But I, th- that's the only thing I guess I would fear a little bit is if some wackiness happens in some leagues. Yeah, I just Middle like, Tennessee. I think it's probably got a, got a shot as an at large if they don't win the the Conference USA tournament. And that's you know that's not a given, but yeah. Um, uh, we've talked about it though. In there's the past. not there's, enough good mid majors. That's the thing. There's yeah. not. There's not. I mean, it, it would have to be all major conferences, and I just don't think enough of that's going to happen. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you look in, inside the SEC, and you really can't make a case for teams that aren't going to the NCAA tournament winning that. You can't make a case for the for the three or four teams in the Big East winning that. You can't make a case. I mean, in the Big Ten. I, you know, there's seven or eight deep that are probably going to go to the tournament. They're not going to be any, any of them are going to have really high seeds, but it's hard to make a case outside of them. I mean, can you make a case for Indiana? Can you make a case for Ohio State? I, no, you probably can't. Indiana, maybe you can make a case for, but really not. So, really, a lot, you're right. In a lot of those leagues, there's just not a team you go, they're going to, you know, one of these bottom feeders is going to win and it's, it's going to knock, it's going to knock enough pegs. It's going to have to be three or four pegs probably to affect Xavier if they, if they, uh, if they beat the pole. Right. And right now, according to Brad, Matrix Xavier isn't in the the last four in. Right. Um, I've seen most of the big bracketologies like ESPN, I think, and CBS seem to have them in as that last four in. I personally believe if they beat DePaul twice, they'll be a last four in um, and, and make it in the tournament. If they win another game after that, then I think they're probably an eleven or a ten. Right. Not the not the, one not the, the last, last four. Can in. I make Can I make our annual disclaimer? Yes. Joe Lenardi and, and Jerry Palm, I'm going to make this our first ever, our first annual disclaimer. Our really inaugural. Star, well. Inaugural. inaugural. There's, no, there's no first annual, but go ahead. They're really bad at what they do. Well, they, they are because they, I mean, they, they don't get seeds it. right. They don't yeah. get anything like. And Lenardi's gone so off the deep end with the ridiculous matchups this year. Yeah. Where he's just wanting well, to pair big names so people retweet it, which I get. The, the only thing is, don't why forget, wouldn't you? They're also, do, when they do it, and I'll give them a little benefit of the doubt. They're doing it as if it, the tournament was being drawn that day. No, but I'm saying they're not works. projecting no, it. I'm right. saying their final bracket every year is amongst the worst on bracket matrix. Yep. There you go. He's right. He's right. He, he's not very successful. And then they say, like, oh, only got X amount of teams wrong that were in the tournament. Well, the fact of the matter is he misses a bunch of seed lines. And when it comes down to it, in the last week, there's only, like, two or three teams that you can possibly get wrong anyway. Right. We right. know who's going right. to be in right. the field. Right. Right. You know, you could sit down tomorrow Cause, cause and, and do 68, 66 of 68. Not just because of the auto bids, but just because there's not that much fluctuation no, at right. the bottom. I mean, we know who the last four in. Right. And then there's maybe three more teams that have a shot to play their way in yeah. when you go into the last week of the season. Conference tournament, so it's just not that hard to figure out who's going to be in the tournament. They're really good at getting sixty-six of sixty-eight. But Congratulations! Yeah. And then they, they get are awful right. at doing the turn at actually doing a bracket. We'll, yep. we'll pull theirs out next Sunday and see how see how it goes. I don't I don't dis- dispute what you're saying. Let's touch on the win though. Um, I thought Xavier showed some toughness when they needed to show some toughness yesterday. I, I thought the only thing that was about was Xavier proving to himself that they have a little character and pride. Yeah. Because quite honestly, like. 
I mean, I, I don't like calling kids out at all, but they, they quit in the Marquette game. I mean, Trayvon right. Blewett, your best player, played like he didn't want to be there. It was the worst I've really ever seen him play in terms of it wasn't just because his shot wasn't going in. It was because he wasn't going after it hard enough and being himself. And so I think from their perspective, it was good to see that these guys still care. They still want to win. They want to play in the tournament. They showed a little pride. Aside from that, the win does absolutely nothing for them. No, no, no. But, and but, they didn't play all that well. No, they they played hard, but they didn't yeah. play all that well. No. Um, so I then thought I there, were, the stretch, there was a stretch in the second half when they took control. That, that, that's when McCure made a couple good plays. Yeah. That was um, Chris Harrison Docks hit that three at the end of the shot clock. Down ten, they cut it to six on the, 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 the four point three. The, well, the, well, the line drive twenty five footer. Right before that, he had hit a three at the end of the shot clock that made it a seven. Or like I think they're up nine, it cut it down to six. Xavier went up, put it back to ten. Then he gets a four point play to cut it back to six. Again. And I thought, and the place was going nuts. Comes. And Xavier's head all those second there was, half collapses. There was three four hundred people in that place that were going. They, were going they really were. I mean, it was. I tell you what, they were fired up to see Allstate Arena the, the last game there. So, by, by the way, in two years when Harrison Dox is playing in a forty and over league, how good is he going to be? Oh, Dude. unbelievable! Like, well, I don't know what uh, does he not look like the quintessential college, really good intramural player? I well, mean, just the body type. Well, Rick Carter. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me sharing this. Uh, Rick Carter, who used to coach at Xavier, is now the associate head coach at DePaul. We were talking after the first DePaul game where um, I, you know, seen Chris Harrison Dox on the court in person, and they list him at like. 206 or something. There's no way. I was like, come on, bro. No way. Come on, bro. I know what a gut looks like, That what that weighs, and it's not 206, no. my man. So how, what over under how many pounds over 206 was he? And he said, not that much. And I said, you're crazy. No you're way. crazy. There's no way. Dan, that I do my Dana Victory podcast with, uh, wanted to know what oil change spot they've recruited him from. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching him forever, too. That's awesome. Yeah. That's just awesome. Who was he originally committed to? Butler? He, like he the went first to Butler, commitment? and then he went to Western, yeah. and then grad transfer. He, he played at Louisville Trinity. He, he does not look like a Louisville Trinity guy. Not gonna, I don't know what a Louisville Trinity guy is supposed to look like. I don't know that he stayed there for long, but okay. he was there for a period wow. of time. Okay. Well, he'll be good in the 40 and over league in two years, though. He really will. He's going to be the best one in wherever he's going to play. Um, the, you, you had a stat the other day, Rick. What's up? What, the attendance for DePaul. They've been under 1,000, what, like – an insane number. Like the, the, that's, the stat has to be wrong. Like I, I saw it and I was like, "There's no possible way this is true." Their attendance is worse than NKU's. According, to, I mean, it's not because their average was like four thousand a game because they had a bunch of big games. Okay, but there were all these games where they've been under a thousand people, and some of them were under like six hundred. I don't know where that figure is coming from. It was from a reputable journalism site. Yeah. I don't know if they screwed something up there, but it's a wild stat. I'll, I'll pull it up here. I was saying, you can probably look at their go to their, st- their stats page. It's going to have or their schedule page. It should have some of that. I don't, I don't yeah. think you have to do it right this second. I'd but rather I, just look at the tweet. Yeah, I, I'm, Okay, if you can find the tweet, go, go for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I guess it wouldn't shock me if that was the case. I mean, they've been so bad for so right. long that... Right. Brutal. Why, now, why would you spend money on speaking it? Speaking of that... Should you be worried as a Xavier fan about the Thursday game or about the Wednesday game? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried about any game the Xavier team's playing right now, um, especially if it's not at home. That being said, what you saw at DePaul on their senior day, the last game in their arena, probably makes you feel a little bit better. Right. That, okay, they're still good enough to beat a terrible DePaul team. The thing that's 
the Big East is wild, man. Like, 70% of the Big East is going to be in the NCAA right. tournament. Right. So it's like, it feels really bad when you go on a six-game losing streak and you're not playing well. But if you're not playing well in the Big East, you're, you're not going to win games That's unless exactly, you're yeah. playing DePaul. And, and even St. John's has been tough. Yeah, sometimes. they've been... They, Georgetown well, they is end up, probably the They end up winning, team. what, seven league games, I think, St. John's? Yeah, something like that. Seven or eight? Something like that. Yeah, seven. I don't think they can get to 500. I think they end up seven and 11. Greg um, St. John does a great job there. Why? <laughs> I just... You just got to be that guy, don't you? What? Uh, he, he doesn't get enough credit for the coaching job he does at St. John's. Well, I do want to talk uh, talk about coaching jobs. Are, are you saying he's not the head coach? Yeah, he's not the head coach. Oh, the head coach, well, the head coach sits on the uh, sits on the scores table with his arms folded. Yeah, and then the, and, then, and, then, and then the guy that I'm talking about. I know he coach he runs the, the team. team. Yeah, now, Perrier Water is good though. Chris uh, Chris probably does more than you think. Probably sure. Probably. Now, I'm sure he shoots around a little at dude, practice. We got to talk about your guy. There's no way Georgetown can keep your guy, right? Okay, well, hang on. Seven DePaul men's basketball games this season drew fewer than 1,000 people. Two of those in the Big East drew fewer than 600. Wow. No, not in the Big East, okay, just, just games. Period. Okay. Old man wow. uh, Ecker's boy, Danny Ecker from ChicagoBusiness.com, reported that he's got 7,494 followers. I feel like it's pretty legit. Right, I'm going to give him legitimacy for that. Big Cat follows him. Yeah, there okay, you go. he's, he's in. So he's, he's legit. In. He's in. Big J journalist. That's brutal. That's wild. That's a wild stat. That really and truly is. Because eh, Chicago's a small town. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Where would they? What, you know. So so much. People got to drive so far to get there. Yeah. There's got to be got some type booties. of like promotion you can do for homeless people to get more than 600 people in that that joint. <laughs> I, they're like, they're like, no, we're good. NK- <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm pretty sure NKU didn't have fewer than 600 people in any of their games this year. I don't honestly. I, don't I would th- bet on that. I, I'd almost bet that probably they've been below that that number below one time since they went D1. I agree. I don't think they've. That's, <laughs> it might have been against I mean, Brescia. And, and and NKU, by the way, has had some empty oh, games no, no, this no year, question. like where no one was there. Yeah, no question. Still wasn't only 600 people. No. So Rick was I, there. Yeah, Rick was always there. Yeah, I was always there. M- Miami's along the same lines too. You go look at some of their attendance. Oh, well, Millette Hall, but yeah. I don't blame anyone for not Correct. going to Millette Hall because that is a because a, a that is a pain in the ass to get to, and yes, B Millette Hall is a dump, and C your team stinks. So. It sounds like that Dreadful. job's going to open. It's got to. Who would want to take that? I don't know. Honestly. That's a great question. I think you should. Yeah, I'll go take it. Yeah, you want to be my recruiter? Sure. All right, there we go. We're in. You want to? You want to? Be the ops guy? No, I don't want to go to Miami. Like I heard, they were thinking, legitimately thinking about playing like five to ten games in Cincinnati, just so people would come and watch. It's them. not a bad idea. I mean, it's really not. Apparently, I, all their I, graduates I, just moved to Cincinnati. I, I, after well, they're from Cincinnati. They or, go or to Dayton, Oxford and then they come back. Cincinnati right. or Dayton? Yeah. I mean, could you think we could get them in an arena in like Middletown? Actually, Middletown. Actually, Hamilton High School's gym is very nice, and so is Fairfield's. Fairfield's probably seats about twenty five hundred. That'd be plenty Perfect. for Miami. It's quite a draw yeah. to Hamiltucky. Perfect. Exactly. It's kind of in between everything. So there Give you go. Give those people something to do. It will. That, that's going to piss How's Georgetown off. doing? Sure um, not good. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your guy, John Thompson. How, that's his guy. How, how does he stay? How, how in the world does he stay? How, because his dad so, says no, so. No, there, so. There's no way you can keep this up. There's just no way. So what was it? There was a fan. A, kid in a the fan was saying something, yeah. Was saying, fire JT3, and he told one of his former players. JT2. Yeah, JT2 told one of his former players to go over there and rough him up, tell him that he's going to kick his that's rear end. And the kid did it. That's just insane. Yeah. He is like he is the absolute godfather. Yeah. I mean, but you've got to you've just got to wash your hands of the guy. I know it sucks and I know it's going to screw you over you can't. in certain aspects. No, I think you have to. It's it's a problem now. It's, so you're not going to have your practice facility? 
I mean, what's he going to do? Take it away? The money it's already been paid. The money's for. already been paid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't want to piss him off after he just paid for it. But at this point, you've got the the practice facility's been built. It's not like they're going to take it down. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, with, with how bad things have gone and with all the negativity in that regard, he ought to be man enough to step aside. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what that, should happen. That's the best scenario. That's the problem. JT two is being so ridiculous about this and acting like he still should be able to to run this program and keep his son as the head coach. And he sh- they should have enough pride to say, hey, this hasn't worked out. We need to step aside and let someone else come in here. I know the solution. Pat Ewing. Yep. No, I, I, I'm serious about that. He, w- I, I, I was yeah, dead serious. I, I that was what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Pat Ewing. You, you bridge the gap. You, you throw an olive branch to JT2. You would think he would be fine with that. Is but he still yet, an NBA at, assistant? Yeah. In the well, as far as I know, yeah. yeah. Um, but you just – you can't let JT3 continue to be your coach. Mm-mm. I don't care what – like, I just don't understand why both of them, both Thompsons, don't understand that, like, hey, this hasn't worked and I need to step aside and, here. And it worked for a period of time. And that, in some programs, look, you've, you had your run of success. It, good for you. But it, it it's not like this is a one-year issue. This is a literally going straight downhill issue that – who knows where this thing bottoms out? I mean, before the old man took over Georgetown's program, it was a pile of crap. Who knows if it doesn't go back to that pile of crap? I mean, it really could. It's 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 almost already there, for goodness sakes. It really shouldn't. I mean, I don't know how that program can be bad with I, I, all the I, money that's poured into it and the recruiting grounds they have. There's no reason for it to be bad. I don't there's, disagree. There's with what? Five major AAU programs within 20 miles of Georgetown? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you can I, have all the top kids in your recruiting area at all of your games, essentially. It's it's an easy job, in my opinion, to win at. Like, I, I just don't – it's hard to screw that program up, and they've thoroughly done that at no this question. point. No question. It's insane to think that there are going to be seven out of ten teams going – to the NCAA tournament from the Big East, and two of the teams that are not going are Georgetown and St. John's. Yeah, that is insane. And I mean, St. John's has been bad for a long time. For a while, yeah, I know, for, but for it's still it's still hard to believe that well, the, the, and, and the, the new Big East we heard about that was going to be weaker and, and everything. Those teams are still the bottom. And I hate to say it, and the Poles to some degree. It's the I mean, three biggest cities. Exactly, it's New York, Chicago, and the DC area, and you can't get enough guys to play. Ridiculous. I mean, not even play to, to have a winning record. I'm not even asking you to be a top five seed. I'm just just ask, can, you, can you get a winning record out of that? You would think. No. Apparently not. No, the no. answer is no because it hasn't happened. No. I'll tell you what, though. If JT3 ever gets like a low major or mid-major job after this, I'd be scared to death of playing his teams. Like him running that offense with t- teams that aren't kids that aren't that talented, it'll probably work out perfectly. Yeah, it's, that's why they. It's, <laughs> that's why it was the Princeton offense, right? <laughs> the problem is he keeps recruiting elite athletes and trying to shoehorn them into that, and it doesn't that's what work. I, I mean, at all. you got to You've got it. Like if he has to stay, you have to get rid of it. Yep. They supposedly were going to do that this year and run up and down the four more yeah, and didn't saw work, that worked out. Didn't work out so well. Uh, Kentucky fell behind by another big margin at Texas A&M, but, but came back to win. They spotted they've, them. They've made a habit of that, though. Um, you got to make it fair. Saw the, the last time a U.K. team came back from in three straight games, came double back digits. from double digits, was the 98 comeback cats. How about that? They did it in the NCAA tournament all three, right? I don't I know th- about that, but I that was the last time it happened. I, I think it was all three in a row. I think in the Elite Eight, I think in the Final Four they definitely did, and I know in the championship game they did. So there good to go. see them win a game where Monk wasn't yeah. Monk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fox was still coming back from the ankle injury. You can tell he's he's getting there, but he's not 100% yet. I thought Briscoe had some really good moments. He, did. he had a big play game. at the end of the first half. He yeah. had a huge layup at the end of the first half that kind of quelled a little bit of a, of a Texas A&M thought of coming back. But, look, it, you can do that against Texas A&M and Vanderbilt at home and Missouri. 
but you can't continue to make a habit of this. You just I, cannot. But I the, didn't get to watch. I had to try a new breakfast spot. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem like they play to the level of their competition, though? Like, to when they large play degree. good teams, they're in the game. They haven't been blown right. out by anyone good this year. No, they're right point. there with them. Right. But then when they play these trash teams that they know they're going to win, they spot them 10 points or 20 points to start the game. Yeah, and that, well, I guess it, when, when you cut, cut to the chase, other than the first game of the NCAA tournament, you really aren't facing a trash team from that point forward. Yeah. Because they're probably now in the two-seed line, and but, they will definitely be in the two-seed line if they probably get the SEC championship game. But what I I'm think sa- so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I don't, like, really concern about them doing – I'm not concerned about them doing that against good teams. It, that hasn't happened against good teams. It happens yeah. against bad teams. It happens when they come out flat. Yeah. The other team's hyped up for their game of the year. Yep. They jump out to a big lead, and then Kentucky goes, oh, all right, we've, all had, right. we've had enough of this. Let's go. Yeah, we've had enough of this. Wild eggs. Wild eggs? Where's wild eggs? It's uh, up in Oakley. Really? Yeah. A little free advertising. I like it. Hey, if we can get some free stuff from what, Wild Eggs, I'm all in. What, what did you have for the breakfast special? I had a country fried steak Ooh. with a bacon gravy, Ooh. scrambled eggs, Not that. Uh, a potato pancake. Did it fix your hangover? I wasn't hungover. Wow. Potato pancake and a blueberry muffin. How about that? That's, That's a lot of grub. Yeah. That's a lot of grub. That would be almost too much grub if you, if you did have a hangover. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey got a uh, cinnamon roll. The daughter. The daughter. You know, one of those, like, uh, a big 10 one? inch um, uh, cast know. iron skillets. That the whole thing? The whole thing. Did she eat the whole thing? Uh, she ate about half of it, but and it was. You took the other half home for yourself, yeah. didn't you? And then wife did a four egg omelet with Man. a bunch of crap in What's it. What's the name of the place again? Give Wild it, it Eggs. Wild, Wild Eggs. Eggs. Thank well, you, Wild Eggs. A little free advertising. I, I like it. If anybody from Wild Eggs is listening, there you go. Skinny Podcast. We appreciate that very much. Um, Real quick, uh, NKU uh, is playing as we're sp- as we do- doing this podcast, getting ready to play. They've not played in the Horizon League, but boy, did that thing set up for 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 them. That tournament is they're going to lose by fifteen tonight, control. aren't they? Shut up! <laughs> yeah, don't don't get him riled up. It's just it's just, it's his guy. Well, it's just it's too perfect. Like that's the problem. It really and truly is. Everything is is breaking that way. You almost get nervous thinking like that's what I'm wondering. Is this, don't is, screw it is, up. Is this worse for them? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> He just wants to fast forward. And yeah, just wait till after tonight's over, and then I'll call you up and we can talk about it. Okay. All right. You're really a ball of nerves, aren't you? Like, I'm legitimate. This is as nervous as I've been for a college basketball game and I, in any sporting event, and I don't know how long. What? What? what I got. Somebody asked me today. What, what suddenly has, has spurred your passion? Spurred your passion for NKU basketball? I told. I didn't. I. Here's the thing. No one else cares about NKU basketball, so I wasn't going to sit there and talk to people about it two years ago or last year, but coming into this year, I knew they were going to be good. I told everyone before the season they were going to be good, and then I've talked about them all year because they're interesting and fun and good. He's an alum. I he love, actually gets I've gone to, to NKU games for a long time. It's not like I just became a fan. It's just they weren't I'm interesting just, until this year. I'm just asking. And all. I didn't have a college basketball podcast to talk about them on. Okay, there you go. So now you, got, now, now you got the venue and the vehicle to do that. Yeah, and again, people actually are interested in what's going on this year. And no I've doubt. been someone, one of the five people who have actually followed them over the last three or four years, so... You are you are the the beacon of NKU hoops, something like that. Shining yeah. bright. Call me whatever you want, but I like it. Sounds like some haters are talking to you. No, they just wanted to know all of a sudden why you have this great passion for NKU basketball. That's all. Who's saying that? Like, Not all of a sudden. Well, I'm just telling you what, you know, what, you know what, Chief. What's up with what's up with boring? Not even him. What's up with boring in the Norse? That's that's soft. I'm, I'm, saying I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought this passion to NKU basketball to the podcast. I think it's been very refreshing and very good. Yeah. 
I don't care. I mean, you can you can find me. There's only 600 people in the arena, as we talked about most times. Catch so. me outside. You could have seen me there all the last several years. Are you going to drive to Detroit Tuesday night if they're, if they're in the championship game? Nah, because I'm going to, oh, New, going York to New York on York. Thursday. That's, right. That's exactly right. I forgot about that. Yeah, how, how about that work? Scheduling my flight for New York when Xavier was number two in the conference. And I thought there was no <laughs> way they'd play Wednesday night. So I was like, eh, I'll just skip Wednesday, go on Thursday morning. See, when I, when I miss back, Wednesday night's game. Back in what, the day. what happens if they lose Wednesday? I, what get, do you get? I get three days in New York with no work. And that ain't a bad thing. No. And a press pass. Well, that ain't a bad thing, A, but... No, that's a great you, thing. You will need a drying out period after, afterwards. I, I, will, I will make sure 30 minutes before each time I go into Madison Square Garden that I drink a water. That's smart. Yeah. That's a veteran move. That's a very so, veteran move. So just, wild, just wilding out. It'll, it'll be a good time. Shout out to Mad Dog. Very See nice. Him. Yeah. Speaking of shout outs, how about uh, Pat Kelsey, the... Former Xavier assistant getting a win for Winthrop. Xavier's next head coach. Xavier's going next to the head coach. But good for him. I mean, I guess I, I do it because I, I covered Pat when he was an elder. Um, when they won the state championship, I've known him for a long, long time. And just to see him have that success, good, good for him. I think NC State should look at him. You think Missouri should get him? Hmm. I think there's a lot of, lot of open jobs that should go after him probably. Lock him up. <laughs> what about when Xavier comes open? Well, we don't know when that's going to happen. Okay, I wouldn't I'm worry just, about just, that. But yeah. just bringing it up. Yeah, I don't know. I think Travis Steele would probably be in line for that job. <laughs> I mean, if Pat's open, he'd get an interview, I'd assume. I'd have major concerns about how he left the program the first time and whether he's committed to winning at that level. But I think he's he's at a perfect level for himself. The way he likes to do things definitely works at that level, and yeah. I'd be interested to see what he'd do at a, a high major school. That's very sure. measured. Well, yeah. I guess here, in, in that regard, would you think he would look at a, at a high, higher level job? I mean, he's going to be coming. Yeah, yeah, I would think. I think that's his plan. I just, yeah, I mean. I would have major concerns if I were Xavier. No, I understand your point because yeah. it was very bizarre how he just kind of walked away for a period of time. Yeah, I mean, mental health is what it is. I'm glad he got himself right, but the job doesn't get any less stressful the second no, time around. So. absolutely not. I mean, we know a high school coach in this area. I won't bring his name up, but he's very successful with the program he's in. He literally – the stress got to the point where he couldn't sleep at night and couldn't get up to teach because he was dead tired. And he just had to walk away from it, and it does, it does affect people. So right. maybe it affects him enough to where he's yeah. going to be happy at Winthrop. I would agree. All right. Well, shout out to him. That was, Congratulations. That was the, maybe the most uncomfortable segment we've done all year. Yeah. I mean, he t- kind of clammed up on me a little bit. He did. No, so. I don't know what you want me to say. That's how I feel. All right. There you Con- go. Congrats to him. It was a great win, and I think a lot of people are excited for him. All right. Before I let you guys do last takes, is there a conference tournament this week that you're looking forward to other than the one you will be watching, the AAC, intently? Horizon. And you, the Big East? I, dude, <laughs> we talked about this last night, Skinny. It's a fun league. Like the horizon, you mean? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's crazy. They've got seven foot uncle oafs just getting twenty two and ten and buzzer beater laps to win games. It, it, it's a, it, like I, I, I've never been that dialed into the horizon before. I've watched, you know, when when Oakland's been good and when Valpo's been good. I've watched their team some, but I've never really like followed the horizon. It's a complete unpredictable disaster of a mess of fun basketball. Yeah, like a lot a lot of different teams can score in the league. And then also it's very weird because in this era yeah, I mean, of no bro- one has big men, everyone in the league plays like a true traditional back to basket center. No doubt. It's hilarious. No doubt. I mean honestly the only team in the score that the only team in the league that really doesn't look to score a ton is Milwaukee. I mean their style of play is Yeah, they walk up. Yeah, they, they're very deliberate. Everybody else is trying to get the thing in the seventies and the eighties for yeah. the most part. But then you've also got varying styles of play within mm-hmm. that too. So it's it's been a fun year to watch uh NKU basketball. So. Right. Is there any other one besides the Horizon? Um, the Pac-12, I think, is going to be really interesting. So Just the semifinals and finals. Uh, you know, if, if everything holds to form, um, those those will be two two fun days of basketball. 
The Big Ten, who knows? It's, yeah, that's the thing. The Big Ten is going to be wide open, but I just feel like it's going to be trash, and we're just going to be crushing whoever performs poorly in those games. Right. Um, the ACC is going to be a bloodbath. I yes. Mean, that yeah. starts t- it's Tuesday through Saturday. It's five days of just murder. Hopefully we get some, some big-time games out of that tournament. Oh, yeah. I think you will. I'd be, yeah. I mean, be stunned if you didn't. For um, SEC, eh. Big 12 will be interesting, I think, to see if anybody can, can pop Kansas. I'm, I'm just trying to think of some of the bottom teams in the league. I mean, there, there really aren't any that, that, that I think can jump up, but I think the one through six are pretty daggone good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State's kind of been the dark horse there for like a little Kansas, while. Like Kansas is great. Yeah, um, Jawan Evans is a guy I loved uh, as a recruit, and he's really got them coming on. And that team wasn't supposed to be a, above 500 team this year, was no, it? No, they've got a much better coach this year than well, they yeah, did Well, yeah, there's year. no doubt about that. I don't, I don't disagree with that. The other one's now coaching his way. He's actually coaching bus drivers not to come pick him up anymore. I'd, I'd be worried, a little worried about Kansas State. They're kind of one of those first four-out teams yeah. right now. they got a lot to play for. Yeah. They're not great, but they have some talent. you know. So, And he might be fighting for his job. True. So. true. Very true. Very true. All right, final take for you, Chad, if anything? Um, enjoy it. Twenty-seven and four regular season. Absolutely, that's a great. That's actually well said. It, I, I, you know, everybody gets caught up in you know, and I and I well, get all we're looking for is this next is the next month, and that's that's a shame sometimes. Well, and I get like fans that that are that are overly critical to the point of we need to be better on the road. Why are we not hitting shots on the road? Talking about the things that they see as deficiencies because they want their team to be as successful as possible. But somewhere in there. You've got to enjoy it. You've got to say, you know what? Troy Copain, Kevin Johnson, Zach Tobler have been incredible ambassadors for the program. They went 18-0 at home. They went 16-2 and in the league. Beat Xavier. Beat Xavier. Yeah, you're kind of frustrated because you didn't win the American. But SMU went 17-1. and Like, yeah. you just tip your cap to them and say, you know. You got one more than we got. Congratulations. You got one more than we got. That 16 wins is the most UC's ever had no, I think that's in conference only, play. That's the only thing about college basketball that, that, that bothers me these days from back in my day because there's so many teams that go. Literally, is no one enjoys it. There's no journey to enjoy anymore. It's always what does every game mean, not even in your conference. Right. What does it mean for March? What's it mean for the bubble? What's yeah. it mean for your seed? Yeah. What's it mean for the – you went 27-4. Like it's hard to do, man. You, you follow team sports. You, follow, you have a favorite team. Because you, theoretically, because you enjoy watching that team play and have success. And I think far too often people don't just sit back and, you know, you beat UConn by 20 today. The only time they they got beat by SMU by 20 once this season. That was, those are their two worst losses of the year. Um, You you had great success. You, You showed that going forward, this is a different program offensively than it has been in the past. Um, you've got kids that are easy to root for, easy to cheer for. And I wish there's, I would guess there's some Xavier fans right now wishing they had enjoyed last season a little bit more Yep. because when this stuff happens and there's injuries and you're not playing well and you go through a six game losing streak, that crap ain't fun. Like there's nothing fun about that. Winning is fragile. Just because you have talented guys that are going to be back doesn't mean it all plays out the way you think it will. Right. So when you have that season, when you're you're hovering in the top 15, top 10 all year, and and you're winning a lot of games and you're playing good basketball, every once in a while, maybe just every once in a while, even if it's too much for some people, every once in a while, just sit back and go, you know what? This has been fun. Yeah, right. I, that's I, well said. I've enjoyed this, and and it's been a great team to follow, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's my that's my final How thought for today. The jackass of the podcast with a very deep, thoughtful, 
stance right there. Well, I like that. You screwed him up last time he tried to do it. Yeah, he also had his uncle marrying his wife and something. He, he like did that. say that. I by know the he way. did. When I went back and heard it. I thought you were just joking. No. He really did say that. No, I had to, I, I, I paused only because I thought, do I need to call him out on this? Yeah, I really do. Because <laughs> somebody's going to wonder what in the world's going on in the Brendel household. <laughs> Things okay there, by the way. Doing does, great. He, does the uncle stay with you? No, he moved Does out. Do you sleep with the wife or sleep with? Or he you moved sleep out. With, we they, rotate. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's a good thing. That's all you need to know. All right, on to you there. It's a purdy mouth. <laughs> you sure got a purdy sure mouth. Purdy mouth. <laughs> all right, how about you, Rick Brewing? Norse the f up. <laughs> Beep. That's all you got. That's all you got. Yeah, that's it. I like it. That's all I got. All right, very good. Are you, you going to be doing this? No, I don't do that. You don't do the horns. You got to do the horns. I don't do the horns. No horns, guy. Okay. And then I don't think you're really all that Norse. I don't Norse. think either. I'll take a picture of you. If you do it, I'll send it to him with a little Norse up tag. Thanks. You don't want that, do you? All right. We will be back on Selection Sunday. What we're going to do on Selection Sunday, we'll be up after, obviously, after the selections are made. We're going to try to go through the bracket to kind of almost right. first take style yeah. because we'll know. We'll have a, somewhat of a thought. But as you know, well, it, it takes time to digest the bracket. Well, so. here's, here's what generally happens for us. We've got to update the site. Yep. We've got, you know, depending on how each school does it, there's usually press conferences that we have to cover. And so we're not going to get a good look at it, sit down, look at the bracket until we come into this room yep. and hit record on the podcast. And then and, we're going to try to go through the whole bracket. We're going to try to go through the whole bracket. As yeah, raw as it gets. Just raw. listen to our thoughts as soon as we look at those numbers and say lots of stupid things. Yep. That's exactly what we do. We do it every week. Yep. Twice a week usually. Yep. Only one time this week. We're are we going to – have our little bracket challenge here? Oh uh, yeah, the three of us. I think we will. Just to see, just for for podcast bragging rights. Absolutely. Winner gets all the Omaha steaks. Ooh, he's probably eating them all by now. Haven't you? <laughs> that was a nice try. <laughs> so you probably eat them all by now, right? No, just the ribs so far. Really? Yeah, they're right. awesome. I'm sure they were awesome. Maybe we'll have to bring bring those in. We'll have to do that next Sunday while we do the podcast. We'll have to think about that. Food for thought, no pun intended. All right, Chad, Rick, That thanks. was intended. It was, maybe. All right, you have yourself a good time in New York, and uh, you have yourself a good time with your uncle and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back on Selection Sunday on the College Basketball Podcast. You're a-